1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Alright, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast, Kevin and Chuck. Today we're going to talk improvised weapons. Um, Kevin, what do you got? Chuck, do you even know what an improvised weapon is? Well, I, when we talked about doing this, I went on the YouTube. Okay. And I typed in improvised weapons. And this video came up and this guy's like, I got 10 improvised weapons. And every one he bought out of a catalog. And I'm like, wait a minute. You're not improvising (laughs) if you're buying a weapon. Mm -hmm. That doesn't work at all. So he's like, I have this security umbrella with a big, like, ball at the end that he's going to use as a club. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but... Yeah, you you bought that. You didn't improvise. You bought a weapon. You're ready. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're walking down the street and you just use your umbrella as a weapon, then it's an improvised weapon. Right. But not so much when you're... Yeah, I saw a lot of uh, improvised weapons for sale. For sale? For yeah. sale. So, so tell me, what'd you come up? What is an improvised weapon? All right. Well, an imp- improvised weapon really is basically anything that you use as a weapon. But there are good versions that are better versions than, than others. You know okay. what I mean? So ideally you want uh you want it something that you can acquire on short notice. Whether it's when somebody's coming into your house. Or something you can acquire in prison. Or in pr- there you go. All there right. you go. Um it shouldn't be viewed as a weapon. You should be able to get into a baseball game with with the these type types of weapons. Get if on you, an airplane. If it's easily yeah, well, we'll talk about we'll talk about that. Uh-huh. But if it's easily viewed as a weapon, then the person attacking you might change change their their approach. Uh, they might plan for that, you know. Okay. Plan for countering it. Um. And it should be strong enough for for its purpose. You know what I mean? If if I like that, you hit somebody with something and it breaks immediately, then you're out of luck. You know. Uh, and you should be able to use it quickly. 
Um, now, the, the idea with an improvised weapon is that it's going to equalize the fight. So, you know, I, I see a lot of people say, like, you know, put your car keys behind, in, in your, between your knuckles, um, you know, and use that to punch. But really, the, roll the truth of dimes is, you keep in your pocket. Well, that, yeah, we, and that's, I mean, that's uh, I'm giving away your best yeah. tips, okay. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk first, uh, first about stupid things. Okay. Um, you know, if you, if you get your, your keys in between your knuckles and you punch somebody, you got a good chance that you're going to cut them up. But you're not gonna you're not gonna make them stop. It's not a fight ender. It's not a fight ender, and you have a good chance of whoever this creep is that you're hitting with your with your car keys. You're gonna cut up your own hand and cut up their hand, and all that creepy blood is gonna mingle into your wounds. It's not necessarily what you want to trade blood with somebody that's. No, uh, you could have been out a with a prostitute lot. and at least had a better time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly, you could have let him rape you. And just you, you wouldn't have bloody knuckles, oh, no. a bloody bloody palm, or however you're oh, holding your keys. Disturbing. Now there are car keys that you can buy specifically for, you know, like key fobs and uh, key chains and things like that that you can buy specifically for this. I'm not talking about that. I'm All talking right. about you know your car keys and and you're gonna punch them and the the blunt end of your keys are gonna jab into your palms. Okay. So I mean, ideally, a weapon is going to be something that gives you a, a serious advantage, not not just like evening things out, right? So let's talk quickly about like the uh, the early Stone Age weapons that, that, you know, humans first started using. Um, uh, Kelp is, it's basically like a Stone Age axe, Stone or Bronze, bronze Age axe. All right. Um, it was originally uh, used for tilling fields and cutting trees, but would be used as a weapon in hand-to-hand combat. You weren't hunting with it, but ultimately that's uh, that was uh, turned into the battle axe. Um, an atlatl. Do you know what an atlatl is? It's a. Uh, it's basically a, a stick with a groove in it, and it's got a, a knot. You know, like a, a hook on one end. And you'd use it to launch a spear. Now they've been using that since uh, they said eighteen thousand BC is the earliest ones they'd have been able to find. Wow! And uh, you can have a range of two hundred and seventy feet with with an atlatl if you know how to use it. Now we're going to talk a lot about about different types of weapons. They're not very useful if you don't know how to use it. I think that's right. You know, uh, there's a um, like a sling. Yes. Shepherd sling like David that's and Goliath. that's how I was I had David and Goliath in my notes mm-hmm. but you know that's a thing like super easy to improvise mm-hmm. great you know improvised weapon it kind of is the epitome of something you could do but it's something that's going to take time to master and and become right. a skill this Somebody... is something if you're going to be even slingshot guy you know we see on. We were just talking last week or whatever about the guy. I mean, you and me were talking, not not our whole audience, mm-hmm. but about, you know, the guy shooting the pigeons with the beans or whatever with mm-hmm. his slingshot. Right. But And the guy's just, bang, you know, knock a rat in the head and, mm-hmm. you know, you're killing it. Great. You're eating squirrel for dinner. But you and me aren't going to pick up a slingshot and knock a rat in the head in five minutes. Yeah, no, that's not going to happen. It's probably going to take a month or so of, you know, serious training. Right, exactly. Same thing. 
If you want to kill a nine-foot giant mm-hmm. named Goliath, you're going to have to put some time in. Yeah, you got to know how to do it. And you got to go down in the river, pick out the three the finest stones or whatever. Stones. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to realize you got to put some effort in. Yeah, and a lot of the these guys used uh, used clay balls because they could shape them perfectly okay. spherical. Oh, nice. Um, and uh, later they even used uh, lead, little pieces of lead. I used the balls of my enemies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh huh. All right, now no, that was not right. No, okay. that, that leads right into the next one. All right, uh, the Fijian Calicula. And it's basically a, a wooden club with sawtoothed uh, blade. Uh, the Fijian warriors use different types of wood and decorated them with the teeth of their fallen enemies. That's legit, man. Knock somebody's teeth out and that becomes uh, incorporated in your weapon afterwards. That only sounds right. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to say, there's a lot of uh, like crab claws and a lot of the shellfish. Mm-hmm. Their claws are just like razor sharp. I feel like that could really mm-hmm. work in if I'm making some kind of battle axe, if you will, but if I don't have metal tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, bone's good, but I got to say, some claws and teeth in out there, there's mm-hmm. some some great options that really... I know whenever I'm cleaning out dishwashers, then I grab in and grab a freaking crab claw, and my hand comes out like a bloody freaking... Mm-hmm. Then I don't know. It's happened more than once. More than one so time. I'm like, happened. Oh, you yeah, know, maybe that's, that's kind of maybe a thing. Not bad. Uh, now the uh, bola is another old one. Um, it's basically round weights attached to a cord, usually three of them on yes. different cords, and uh, you would throw them and and you're not going to disable or you're not you're not going to uh, kill something with it, but you're going to basically wrap it up. You know, uh, uh, Charles Darwin uh, said. Uh, the party endeavors to get close and as possible to the herd. Each man carries four or five pair of these bolas. That was uh, describing uh, gauchos hunting wild cattle. Okay. Now, the idea would be that you would wrap the animal up so it couldn't escape and you could sit Right, it. you'd trip it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same thing. I mean, learning a lasso and mm-hmm. really understanding that. Right. Right. Now, um, let's talk about some... Uh, Smuggling onto, uh, smuggling onto uh, airplane uh, weapons. You know, we're not obviously smuggling them onto an airplane. We're just talking about how things we might utilize if we encountered a terrorist on an airplane. Mm-hmm. It would be convenient if we had these items. Right, right. Or something that you could carry on your person if you were in a place with high security and... Uh, you felt like it might be dangerous. You know, for you. I actually just bought this week, and I swear it was before we talked about this. Mm-hmm. But uh, well, so it was about a week and a half ago, and uh, I ordered ceramic uh, knives, mm-hmm. and it's like a little folder, and it's small, and I feel like it'll break if I put any real side to side pressure on it. Uh-huh. But as far as the straight edge, sure, pretty huh? great, cr- great cutter. Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit more brittle than metal is, though, huh? A little more brittle, yes. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about the Millwall Brick. Um, Millwall was a football club from South London, and uh, F Troop was the uh, was the most famous of the hooligan uh, 
uh, groups there. Famous for rioting, uh, fighting, and starting fires. Just all around uh, good guys, you know? Uh, the idea is that you would take a newspaper, lay it out flat so it's long. All right. And then roll it up really tight, you know, the, the short way so you keep the length. All right. Then you fold it over, and it's that fold is going to make a nice size knot. And you're going to use that as a, as a club, thumping people or, you know, jabbing. But what you would really want to do to get maximum effect is put a battery in the end of it, underneath the fold, and then wrap it up in a little bit of duct tape. And then it can really thump the shit out of somebody. So, I mean, Sounds that's like that's really basic stuff. You this, could use a rock. Bit. You could use, I mean, any anything that's heavy and hard. I gotta say, in like, the end there. if you have a little planning time, um, oak mm-hmm. really is an amazing thing. I, uh, it turns out we're, we're not allowed to have nunchucks in New York. That's a thing. Yeah, and, yeah, they're commies out here. And uh, so they sell, uh, they sell. You can buy the chain with the two little caps, and you can buy the sticks mm-hmm. in New York City. You just can't buy it all together. I'm not really sure how that works. Uh huh. But my experience has been, obviously, when I took these items outside of New York. Mm-hmm. Oak and you just smack yourself in the head, it really hurts. Yeah, a good it little really, piece of oak, man. The really harder woods, yeah. they really uh, can do some damage. <laughs> so I'm just saying, you know, if you're looking for a club, mm-hmm. if you actually think about the wood that you're using, mm-hmm. and it really makes a difference. Right, right. The hard woods really make a weapon a little more serious. Yeah, I have a big black oak in my, uh, my front yard, so uh-huh. I, I usually... Uh, snag anything that comes down out of it um let's talk about firebombs oh sure who hasn't seen that molotov cocktails all right um now i thought it was pretty interesting molotov cocktails were originally named after uh the soviet foreign minister Vyacheslav molotov by the by the finns now when the uh they were being bombed by the russians firebombed by the russians Yes. They said, uh, he said that those were, were air uh, airdrops for aid, you know, food and things. They weren't actually bombs. Oh. So they call them Molotov's uh, bread drops, the bombs. And then if you needed something to chase down that, that bread, then you can have a Molotov cocktail. And that's what they developed nice. to attack the uh, Soviet tanks. Because you heat those tanks up enough, people aren't going to be able to stay inside of them. It's just too hot. That metal conducts uh, the heat and holds okay. it for a long time. Um, now, I'm not going to talk about how to make a Molotov co- cocktail. I am going to say uh, do it with, with adult supervision. And by adult, I don't mean you. I mean, because oh. if you're willing to make a Molotov cocktail, you you're not You might not be an adult. Yeah, it's really a bad idea. Um, I'd say the safest way to do it is to make one, set it down, light it on fire, and then shoot it with a gun. Okay. That's going to keep it from blowing up in your hand. You, you think you're just going to light it and throw it without that gasoline getting all over all right. your hand and lighting your your arm on fire? A little secret of the pros, a cork. All right. Um, let me tell you about, you got the rag in the, the jar there. Mm-hmm. You put a cork in there to separate. 
so it's not exposed to the rest of the liquid there you when go. It, until it breaks. All right. I like it. Just saying, little secret of the pros right there. <laughs> um, not trying to start a revolution. I'm just trying to help you out with your revolution. Right, right. Whatever your revolution may be. Yeah, you know. Right. Um, no, I like that. Uh, I mean, I had a lot of things. Uh, like I said, when I mentioned uh, the slingshots, learning to actually throw things. So there's knives. Learning how to really throw knives. Mm-hmm. Um, you talked about axes and different things you can make and whatever. If you really learn to use them properly. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you see these videos of people with playing cards. Mm-hmm. And they'll have, you know, the cards and they'll cut people when they're mm-hmm. whipping them at their face or whatever. Learn to master something. Mm-hmm. Put a little time in. Yep, yep. And, you know, even even if even if all you have is rocks... If you can throw them well, yeah, that's gonna go a long way. That's gonna go a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, there's a lot to be said for learning the art of you know aiming and throwing. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to talk about shivs and shanks real quick? Tell me about shivs and shanks. Now, when we're talking about improvised weapons, uh, that's you know, it's like the first thing that comes yeah, to mind. It's it's something you can make just out of just about anything. You know, toothbrushes and you know. Even a pen can be a, can yes. be a good shank. Now most shanks... I, I can't help but think of Joe Pesci mm. in the movie Casino. Yes, I remember that. Um, I don't know. It... Now most of the time, shivs. I don't want to let people sign a paper on my back. <laughs> yeah. Is all I'm saying. That was uh, Running Man, right? <laughs> no, I oh, thought Running it was Man, Joe Pesci did that. did that. No. Mm. Well, it could have been both. Okay, maybe it was both. But anyway, go on. Yeah. Uh... Well, shivs and shanks—they're not—they're not generally edged weapons. They're stabbing weapons. Okay. You know, it's not for cutting. Puncturing. Puncturing. There you go. Um, Toothbrushes. Toothbrushes. Well, I mean, you can use just about anything. Anything that you can sharpen into a, you know, toothbrushes are good because they're plastic and they're real easy to sharpen up on concrete. Um, But I want to talk next about uh, uh, chain lock, uh, also called a smiley. Now, chain lock is its basically what it sounds like. It's a padlock on a chain. Um, kind of like soap in a sock? Yeah, but it's basically the same thing. Anything can be a smiley. Uh, rope with a cloth or a cloth with a, with a weight on the end. Right. That's basically what it is. Fill a sock up with gravel, you know, or pennies. Anything like that. Um, Obviously, sporting goods equipment is is great for that. Baseball bats and cricket bats and that sort of stuff. Uh, have you ever heard of a shillela? A shillelagh. Shillelagh. I heard shillelagh. All right. All right. Tell me. Uh, shillelagh is it's basically a walking stick. Yeah. With a knob on the end. Yeah. Um, used in Irish stick fighting. Uh, there's a whole. It's a shillelagh. Thing about it, it's uh, battery ash tea is the name of the uh, the fighting style. It's a, basically an Irish stick fighting, and uh, I watched some of them do it. All right, and uh, it's basically just beating people with with sticks, you know. So I'm sure there's an art to it, but Sounds uh, right. If I fought another person that was practiced in it, I might I might get whooped up. But uh, if you're you know, fighting somebody and all you have is walking stick and you have some basic knowledge of uh of how to use it, you know. Well, that's a lot better off than uh 
than using your your umbrella. Yeah. A lot of the, the kung fu and the stuff from back in the day mm-hmm. came from uh, farmers. Right. Um, you know, the Shaolin guys all have, like, it's all, like, gardening tools mm-hmm. and whatever. Um, like, size. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or where it's, like, that three-pronged fork. Mm-hmm. Um, is it Michelangelo with the mutant Ninja yes, Turtles? Yes, the Ninja Turtles. Right. So the Raphael, idea was Raphael. Raphael was the size. Was the the nunchucks. The stick or nunchucks. Yeah. All right. So yeah, Leonardo was the the staff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. But a lot of these, you know, um, the size were used for planting, and they would poke right. it in the ground for the you know seeds. Um, the staff actually came a lot from uh, the, the hoe mm-hmm. that people used to use, and uh, use for gardening. But that's it. I mean, that's the foundation of improvised fighting because it's the common, man. Mm-hmm. You know, we live in a world um, right now, you know, when I I read the Second Amendment, right? And I know we're kind of getting off task, but I'm going to bring it back around here. So mm-hmm. we're going. All right. So a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. Now, that's a thing that people don't realize. I mean... You could definitely make an argument that we don't live in a free state anymore, mm-hmm. that we're kind of controlled by laws and government to such a ridiculous extent. But they talk about, you know, these laws I keep hearing right now. There's a, a House bill that would ban the, I don't know, the purchase of gun parts and home like gunsmithing. Um, putting together your AR-15s like I like to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I've mentioned to you guys a lot about how, you know, it's great that we're able, you know, we have the freedom to put together different guns and do different setups, and I actually enjoy it. Um, it's a cool skill and thing like that. But when you start taking away those rights, people are left with only the tools that they have. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how it was in China, you know, is... These people were so limited in what they could have Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's like, well, I'm out in the field with a stick and, you know, with size and, you know, these different things. That's where this stuff comes from. Yeah. A lot of the a lot of the martial arts uh, weapons training was really developed on uh, how to how to use things you had on hand to defeat, you know, better armed opponents. Right. And that's, I mean, that's the thing of keeping a free state, you know, mm-hmm. some things are worth fighting for, but just being able to utilize and actually use your brain a little bit. And that's, you know, we're kind of hoping to inspire some thoughts, you know, mm-hmm. with. Yeah. And, you know, with any of these things, it's important to kind of look up uh, how to use it, because there are some really basic skills, you know, even even, you know, using your hoe as a bow staff. With some basic uh, YouTubing, you can really figure out how to make it, uh, right? Uh, uh, use it, uh, you know, properly. Um, you know, you can you belts, rocks, locks, bones. Like I talked about, um, you can just make really sharpen them into great things. You know, once mm-hmm. you do get a kill of an animal or something, yeah. Um, you there's things even like mastering things like your bow and arrow and things like that mm-hmm. really you know learn to use your weapons um use uh you know use your guns learn how to really master them i know i talk a lot about uh ar-15s and whatever and, 
And, you know, I always thought, like, oh, a thousand rounds is a lot of bullets. But, you know, if you go out and play with your gun, I mean, I can easily burn through 200 rounds in a very short afternoon. Mm -hmm. I mean, very short. And you're like, oh, that's gone, you know? I sight in a gun, and I know, sure, I could do it in, like, five rounds. (laughs) But, I mean... Precision. How are you going to really... And, you know, I don't even want to, like, rest it on something. I'm, like, freehanding it and whatever. And it takes me 100 rounds till I'm like, yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's where it needs to be Uh every time. You know, but that's the thing. You'll burn through some ammo. Um, You know, I mean, I had a friend, because obviously I wouldn't do this because I'm not crazy, but a friend maybe over this weekend or week or whatever, the other day, two days ago, a friend of mine maybe dropped $400 on a 1,000 rounds of armor-piercing AR ammo. Because mm-hmm. you never know. You never know. You never know. And I'm like, whoa, that might be crazy. But Because yeah, if you if you do a show where you talk about you know buying 400 rounds of armor-piercing ammo. No, $400 worth. $400 worth. 1,000 rounds. It, it might be something that would prompt like the ATF to show up at your house and they're going to be wearing armor. And I'm like, exactly. You know? So, I mean, you got to be prepared for these things. You got to be prepared. So, I mean, I was like, dude, you're crazy. <laughs> whoever but, this is. Whoever that is. But I'm just saying, you could go through that, you know? Mm-hmm. So you got to realize, you know, whatever it is that you decide, you know, is maybe the right path for you. It should be common, available, you know, readily available to you mm-hmm. and, you know, being a master handgun guy, but not carrying a handgun mm-hmm. isn't going to help you. Right. Um, being a master AR-15 guy, but not having one that you're going to have access to, not really relevant. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to really use the skills of what's going to be available to you in your day to day. And that's kind of the deal with improvised weapons. Mm-hmm. Um you know, you just really need to be able to look around, see what's available to you, and learn how to really use the different tools and apply them. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I got a couple more here. All right. What else? Like, what type of weapons? What do you think? Uh, well, one is uh, blackjack, and that's not necessarily an improvised weapon. You can put one together, but it is easily concealable. That's nope. basically basically uh, a sap. It's like a leather a leather thong. With a with a lead weight at the end. Okay. Um, really easy to to do some damage. The cops stopped carrying these because of uh, police brutality concerns. Mental illness they, became a thing because we don't did, use the word retarded anymore. When when they when they did use them, they were always instructed to hit like meaty muscle you know muscle areas because if you hit somebody in the bone with that you're gonna break the bone you have a good chance of cracking somebody's skull if you hit him on the head yeah easy to knock him unconscious but it's just as easy to kill somebody by doing that yeah it happens um now let's talk about brass knuckles tell me about brass knuckles brass knuckles are are not not something we have in new york state right they're not they're not technically legal in most areas okay now you can have paperweights uh State by state, it varies quite a bit whether you can carry these paperweights in your pocket. No. Um, but a lot of things can be brass knuckles. Tell me about that. So let's talk about, well, they've got those locking carabiners. 
Hmm. You know, you just want to have one that's fist sized. See a lot of the bikers fit. like the the five or six rings. Yes, those big bulky metal rings. That mm-hmm. seems to be, a, um, you know, it's a fashion accessory. I saw one that was pretty pretty dope. It was a uh, it was a metal file. Okay, bent into like a like a C shape, and then uh, where the where the mouth met, they had wrapped a cloth around it and then taped it, so that the file. You know, the the one one side was in your palm, and the other side was on the outside of your knuckles. I feel like I wouldn't want to get blasted in the face with that. I when I saw it, I was like, "Oh, that looks nasty." I had to look that into sounds, it and figure out exactly. Sounds a little what it rough. Was. Yep, um, a padlock can work as uh, brass knuckles, you know, or brass knuckle. Um, large washers are nuts that you can slide over your fingers. Um, even a wristwatch, if you have a decent one. That you can, you know, slide over your knuckles. I've heard now, of that. Now, if you get into a fist fight and you're not used to uh, punching things, you got a good chance on breaking your hand. Uh, brass knuckles will help protect your knuckles as as well that as sounds like a win. I think I'm going to go out face. and buy five rings. But if you don't, maybe yeah. skulls and death on there. Yeah, yeah. If you don't, if you don't know how to how to punch somebody, I guess four rings because my uh, thumb really would be dumb. Yeah, yeah. You just want four, right? Right, but or just sorry, one on. really dope Joe Pesci pinky ring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, another another great way to uh, aid in a fist fight is uh, fist loads. That's uh, it's basically you know like a roll of dimes, roll of pennies, like we were talking about earlier. Yes. Now the trick is now basically what it does it adds weight to your to your swing, and it also adds structure to your hand, so you're less likely to break your hand. Now what you want to do though is kind of gauge. You want to be able to close your hand all the way around it. So you could even use a lighter, you know, something that will just harden up your hand and the structure will maintain itself and you won't break your fingers, but you'll break somebody's face. I feel like in the apocalypse, I want to make some kind of like leather glove that's like wrapped in barbed wire. Well, I mean, that seems seems legit, right? Right? I think that's pretty cool. I don't know why I would. Do you remember... Uh, uh, I think it was Bloodsport with Jean-Claude Van Damme. The glass? And they'd smash up the glass and the glue on the gloves. Yeah. And dip it in the broken glass. That seems right. That was legit, man. I don't know why you wouldn't be into something like that. Uh, now, I was looking into uh, strangling people. Who hasn't looked into that? Why wouldn't you, right? Now, uh, there's a lot of different... Uh, it, it's called a, you know, a garret is basically what you would make. Uh, basically that's two handles, you know, two wood handles with a, with a wire in between it. Um, you know, you can do this just by using, using a, you know, electrical wire, wrap it up around, uh, two wooden pegs and slide it over somebody's neck. Now, now when the mob does it, the people are always like dangling and their feet are kicking. And... Yeah. Yeah. You want to have good body weight, um, right. you know, to back it up and pull them back. Sounds smart. Uh, now there's a, uh, a group called the Thuggy Cult, which is from India. Uh, where they came from, nobody really knows. Mm-hmm. Been around about 450 years. And where they're years. going, nobody knows. The word thug actually comes from this, really? this cult. All right. And their jam was uh, they would get a scarf and tie a big knot in the middle of it. And then when they slipped it over around your around your head and over your neck, they would uh, the knot would crush your larynx, larynx so you couldn't scream. 
And so immediately it would be like a good way to take out sentries and things like that. That's how they did it. Because they're basically thieves is what their their jam mm. was. So now another another important uh, uh, another idea with this garroting is uh, a lot of the guys, uh, a lot of the um, special forces manuals recommend doing a loop, like a double loop. So if somebody gets their hand underneath one of the loops and pulls it, it's actually tightening the other loop. So it's not really easy to get out of it. Now, uh, I was looking at Kav Magra, and uh, they're talking about how to, how to keep from getting strangled when somebody slips something over your neck. The idea is that you want to push your head back into the, the person behind you. Mm-hmm. Arch your back and then roll around so that the loop is around the other side of your neck you know, along the back of your neck. And then you're supposed to punch him in the dick. That's, I mean, that's what the Kav Maga Who didn't see that coming? Now, I mean... But if you if you do the double loop, it doesn't matter what they do. They're not going to be able to get out of it. The no, because when the is, loop's in the back, the loop's in the front. That's right. That's right. The only problem is that, you know, getting a double loop around somebody's head, you're, they're really going to have to be distracted and not paying attention. You know, you can't just come over and just slide it over their head and then start tightening it if they're paying attention. So, you know, that's that's just something to keep in mind if you ever have to strangle somebody to death. Um, You can use uh, zip ties. They're great for it, you know. Um, Piano wire. That's like the the standard fare. Um, Guitar string. And even a heavyweight uh, fishing line. Now you, want... you know, those definitely fall into improvised weapons, yeah. but I had no idea we were going to turn into uh, a strangle fest. Yeah, oh, man, this is it goes deep. It goes deep. If you ever want to learn about strangling people, the Internet, internet is a treasure trove. All right. Um, the last thing I got my, on my list is a flashlight. A flashlight is something that you can carry that's not necessarily a weapon. It's useful, has a lot of uses. But if you've got a big one, um, you know, like uh, the mag lights. Right. Uh, they're usually pretty stocky. Now, the mini mag lights, we were talking about fist loads. Yeah. Mini mag lights be good for that as well. Nice. So, uh, you know, it's pretty pretty straightforward with, with a lot of this stuff. But, you know, again, if you don't know how to use these things, they're not useful. You might end up just getting your weapon taken away from you and beaten to death with it. Um. The idea of most of these weapons is a unexpected, vicious attack. You know, if you're going to uh, fight somebody with a gun, you don't want them to be prepared to get hit with a mill- millwall brick uh, when right when they're looking at you, you know? Devastating blow immediately. Vicious and violent, as, as violent as possible, as quickly as possible. I think we all learned that watching The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. Sounds right. Yep. Seem to remember they were all like a bunch of union guys sitting in Jersey under a bridge. Mm-hmm. They're all sitting around and the guy says something wrong and offends him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, no, it's okay. It's all right. It was just it. a joke. It was just a joke. I'm all right. It's mm-hmm. okay. And then, bam, Snapple bottle in the <laughs> Snapple face. Snapple bottle in the face. That's right. <laughs> and then just, you know. And everybody thought that shit was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know, you got to watch out for that kind of shit. Uh-huh. And that's the kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Don't show up to a uh, gunfight with a knife, but don't show up to a fist fight with your fists either. Also a no. bad idea. 
Oh, that's wrong. I don't know. Uh, now, do you got anything else you wanna you wanna talk about here? I, well, you know, the last thing I would say about improvised weapons, mm-hmm. there there's something called asymmetrical warfare. Right. They talk about it in the military, and what that typically means is cheating. 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 So this would be your kind of thing like uh, when you see, oh, there's some roadkill. Let me cut its stomach open and throw it in the creek upriver from where you guys are all drinking and mm-hmm. hanging out. And then tomorrow everybody in your camp is, is, is diarrhea mm-hmm. and not happy. Um, That's the kind of thing that, you know, improvised weapons. Mm-hmm. You know, so... Realize that there's lots of different ways you can look and take these things. Mm-hmm. Um, don't be afraid to think outside the box. That's right. You know, you got to, you know, Kevin's willing to strangle people. They call him the strangler. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you, if, now, nobody's ever actually let called me just, him that. <laughs> let me just say, though, if you're in a fight, strangling somebody isn't the way to go. No? No. No. You want to start and, and end the fight by strangling. You don't want to, you know, be mid fist fight and be like, "Oh, wait a minute, I got this piece of wire here." That's not, it's not how it works. So, you know, strangling is just, just for shits and giggles, you know, just to have some fun strangling people, you know, not to defend yourself. But, um, sorry, as you were, you were saying, no, no, that's what I got. Um, yeah, just, uh, you know, stay alert out there. Is mm-hmm. what I would tell you guys. Yep. And uh, carry a telescoping baton because it's uh, <laughs> a lot better than most of the weapons we've talked about. Yeah, you like that little switch action? Yep. All right. You know, stay heavy. Yeah. That's what I can tell you. All right. Um, With that, uh, actually, you know what? Speaking of mm-hmm. carrying great weapons, um, there's you, got, you know about Tac Pack. Yes. And Christmas is coming up. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying, there's a lot of guys out there, maybe even some girls out there, who would love to get a gift box every month. Could you imagine every month, monthly, a new package to arriving to your house with just awesome things? And you have to admit, we've gotten some pretty cool knives from Tacpack. Mm-hmm. And every month, new knives. There's almost a knife every month, almost. Mm-hmm. And um, I've used a lot of them actually. They're they've all been pretty good. I think you can styles average too, which is twelve good. knives a year. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of other stuff to make your AR-15s better. Mm-hmm. Other stuff like uh, yeah. Well, it's got a uh, we got a shirt last time. There is some uh, uh, knife sharpening tool in there. Um, there's a lot lot of great stuff in there. A lot of great stuff. So I'm just saying the holidays are approaching. You're if you wanted to send Kevin or Chuck. What do you want to get, Kevin and Chuck? Mm-hmm. Maybe they need a subscription at Tac Pack. Maybe you have that special someone out there. Your little lady out there is like, no, I don't think they like to be called little lady. Some of them do. No. Some yeah. of them like to be called mother, which mother? is weird, Mike Pence. <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe she needs a little. AR pick me up once a month. Mm-hmm. You know, you could probably time it to arrive. Don't say it. Don't <laughs> say it. 
Now that that sounds like I'm courting danger yeah. there. All right. Maybe your special guy needs a package that would get him out of the house uh-huh. once a month. That, you know, he might be like, you know, I'm going to go to the gun range. Uh-huh. I'm just saying that might be a thing. Well, if you get a subscription to Tack Pack, I feel like we may have done more damage than good on this one. <laughs> but they will actually send a free gun cleaning mat along with your first order. Actually, right. I think it comes separately at the same time, maybe. I don't know. But uh, you can check them out at TACPAC.com. Um, use the code BADASS. will get you that free gun cleaning mat. Mm-hmm. And otherwise... You know, leave us a review on iTunes. Maybe check us out on Patreon. Share the love. Yeah, we definitely could use some iTunes uh, reviews. Um, Kevin likes reading those. They make him happy. They do make. Most of them are, are mildly insulting and funny, which I appreciate. That's, you know, that's... But you could also just say nice things. <laughs> you don't have to be insulting. Mm-hmm. All right. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, hit us up on Patreon. Uh, email us at preppingbadass at gmail.com. You uh, have some concerns or things you want to uh, hear about? Mm-hmm. New new show ideas, things you want to learn? Kevin said he might get into gut and deers or something like that. Right. Said it's that season is upon us. Yeah, I think we might be um, doing a show on uh, on root cellars root in the near cellars. future here. Um, uh, a lot of good things to come. That's and right. Big ideas. Big ideas. LPOP. You know what that is? No. I'll say there's a lot of things to come. Mm -hmm. So with that, stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week. The Survival and Basic Badass Podcast is a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Mm -hmm.